You're listening to the Choose to Be podcast with host Alana Gordon and Amy Wolsey. As you join us each week, we will provide you with tools, resources, and knowledge to help you navigate your healing journey. Choose recovery, choose healing, choose you. Welcome to the Choose Podcast. This is our very first episode at Choose to Be Podcast. Alana and I are already giggly. We cannot wait to get this thing rolling. We have been talking about this for a while, and I know for myself, I am extremely excited to be doing this with Alana. She and I haven't known each other maybe a little over a year only, Alana, and I feel like she is my soul sister. We definitely were meant to be together. So doing this podcast together is a dream for me, and I really am excited to get this going. Alana and I both feel like we want this podcast to be a conversation, and we want you to join our conversation each week. Choose Recovery Services helps those who are struggling in addiction, as well as those who have been affected by their loved one's addiction. Many of you might not have heard this term before. The term is called betrayal trauma. And we'll be using that term a lot when we speak. So betrayal trauma are those who have experienced trauma because of their loved one's addiction. And so Choose Recovery Services helps both sides. It is an incredible company, an incredible resource to be able to go to one place and find answers and find healing for both. One thing I want to note too, is it doesn't have to be just to addiction to have the betrayal trauma. Any type of sexual acting out can cause this betrayal trauma. And whether you knew about these behaviors that were going on or not, really can have a traumatic effect on you. There's so many things that go into what your level of trauma looks like. But what we do at Choose Recovery is we have found therapists and coaches who not only are trained to help you and to take you step-by-step on recovery and healing, each one of Choose Recovery's coaches and therapists have personally dealt with it themselves. So not only do they have this knowledge base, they have this experience base. So we're really unique in that way that you're going to get somebody who really understands what you're going through. And Amy, I don't know if you've had this, but I have been with therapists and been with other people who have tried to help through this journey, but have not known what to do with me. And finding people who understood it was game-changing. Absolutely. That's why I stopped going to therapy. I feel like I reached that point where it just wasn't helping anymore. And finding someone who really understands was, you're right, an absolute game changer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's why I do what I do. It's what led me to go into helping women myself because I had so little, if any, resources to help me, but also to find people who understood Because as when you've gone through this kind of betrayal, there are some things that words, like there aren't words (laughs) to describe what we have been through. And when you're sitting in front of a woman who's experienced it, 
and you just can look in her eyes and you just know, you don't even have to say words because you just know exactly what she's feeling and going through and you can just be there for her. That's powerful. Thank you for sharing that. And speaking to the addict side as well, it is equally as important for them to have somebody who not only has learned like educationally, you need to do these things. They have been in that hole. They have experienced it and they have crawled their way out to have healing and freedom and recovery. So it goes for both sides of it. It's it's probably good though, if we take a minute, Amy, and each of us tell just a little bit so you listeners can hear a little bit more about our stories, who we are, and you can see that absolutely we have experienced this as well. I know in a minute here, you're going to share your story. And you and I have talked about this outside of recording that it, no matter how long we have each been through this and how much healing we've done, there's just still a certain level of vulnerability that comes from putting it out there and it takes you back. I just want to say that if you're in the thick of this and you're living your story right now, how hard it is. And even for Amy and I to share our story like this publicly through this podcast, but also just voicing it out loud to each other. Still, it's hard. It's vulnerable. It's really hard. I believe a hundred percent that we all have a right to share our story, both sides. We all have the right to share our story, but I appreciate you saying that because it doesn't ever get easier to share it. It does make me have to go back into that part of my brain where it was extremely difficult and not very fun. But I know that it's important for other women to hear what I have experienced so that they know, like we were talking about, that they're not alone in this, that I do get it. I know that I did not have women sharing their story when I was in the middle of it. So I felt very alone. I felt like I was doing something wrong because my marriage was falling apart. I didn't understand really what was even happening because I didn't have the knowledge of what betrayal was or what addiction was or pornography and how it affects relationships. I'm guessing you were probably doing everything in your power that you could figure out to save and make your marriage work. Oh, heck yeah. Trying everything to the point where it had, it was truly destroying me after. So just really briefly, and like anyone's story, there's so much to it, right? So Alana, you know, I am an open book and any of my clients, if those listening, if you do want to know more about my story and how, how I got to where I am today, you are more than welcome to reach out to me at any time. But briefly, I got married early age, had four amazing children. We built a life together about, oh, I don't even know, 12 maybe years into the marriage. I discovered that he was looking at pornography. And of course, it devastated me and I didn't really know what to even do with it because I didn't quite know even, I knew what it was, but I didn't know to the extent that it was affecting his brain and his behavior and to the point where he was living a double life even. And I had no idea. Like many of you who are probably listening, you find out little pieces at a time. It started off that way, little bit here, little bit there came out. And each time I tried to 
make it work. I tried to forgive. I tried to do better and be better so that he would stop. Needless to say, we were talking about just a minute ago, it destroyed me. And it was in our 18th year of marriage. I decided that I needed to make a big change to see if he would change and get the help that he needed. And so I packed up my four kids and reached back to box and threw it in our car and drove to where my parents were living. I knew that if he were, was able to make the work and make, do the, make the changes and do the work that he needed to do, then I was hoping that our marriage would survive. But things had escalated pretty bad in all different areas with the addiction, with an affair, with the abuse. I had little hope at that point. So I knew that I needed to be where my parents were just in case. Sadly, the work, he just couldn't do what needed to be done to save the marriage and to for him to do the healing. Anyways, it ended up in a divorce and I found myself a single mom raising four kids. There's, again, so much more to my story, but that is pretty much the gist of it. I tell people, you name it, I've experienced it. I get it. I've been there. But I think my favorite part of my story is that no matter what I went through, how, however hard it was, and it was hell, there were moments of absolute hell, but for me, I knew that if I stayed close to God, if I kept my part of those covenants and I did my own work and my own healing, that I would be okay. And I saw incredible miracles in my life. And I learned more about myself, learned to love myself more than I ever had, found strength that I didn't know existed within me, power to move forward. And I have an incredible life. And I want other women who are listening to know that it's possible. It's possible whether you choose to leave or not, it is possible to have the life that you want. And that's why I do what I do. That's powerful. Yeah, I, I, I almost feel like I have to just sit with that for a minute. <laughs> Jumping in my story too quick would take away from all of that you've experienced. And just listening to you makes me think about a lot of like pieces of my story that are similar and some that are different. In my case, I had very little hope that my marriage would last. I planned on divorce. I told everyone we were getting divorced. And then he did choose to do the work. And by some miracle, I softened and with a lot of time and a lot of years began to heal. But ours was similar, was married fairly young. Um, pornography, I discovered it about eight years in and was so mad. I was just like, you go to the bishop, you go to the church, you fix yourself, not my problem. And then after that, for years, just checked in. Are you doing okay? Doing okay? Always said he was doing okay. And then in 2014, everything came out. And he had been living a double life as well and had acted out with other people our entire marriage, multiple people, and along with all of the pornography. And I was devastated. And so there were, there were years of just darkness. I could not imagine ever being happy again. I could never imagine seeing the light. 
I would see other women who were smiling and I would hate them. I would hear in church people say things like, I'm thankful for my trials. And I'm like, shut up, get down. I don't want to hear you. But somewhere, like from walking in the dark, at some point, I think a few stars came out and then the moon must have risen. And then daybreak at some point came along. I don't even know when or how but I'm in the sunshine. There's still like occasionally rainy days and there's still clouds and there's sunshine and, but it's not dark and it's not scary anymore. So yeah, I have been called to this mission. Thank you, God. This was not my idea, but I have been called to this mission to, to help others who are still in the journey. So that's what we want this podcast to be is if you are still in the thick of it, whether you're on day one or you're a couple years in, but you're still in the pain, Amy and I want to be a resource to help you so you can keep moving forward. And so much of that is about choosing. So that's where this whole podcast name came from, the name Choose Recovery. We came up with that name years ago, and it started with, it was an acronym. We no longer use the acronym. I don't, Amy, do you even know this? No, I don't think I do. Okay. So it started with an acronym, which was choosing health over obstacles spiritually every day, Mm. meaning that we're always going to have obstacles. We're always going to have things that come in our path, but choosing healthy living and doing that spiritually minded on a consistent basis is how the name originally got started. We don't talk about the acronym anymore because really just this idea of choosing to heal and choosing to recover and choosing to move forward. So I think the first part of that that you can do is choosing to be healthy. Yeah, absolutely. That is so cool. I did not know that. But when you say the word choose, just you describing where the name came from and for me personally, that word is really powerful. It's powerful because that is what we fought for before we even came to earth. For those of you mm-hmm. who don't know this, <laughs> we did. <laughs> we fought for the ability to choose before we even came here. That is our power, is to be able to choose. And in so many different areas in our life, many that we don't even realize, things are happening upon us, acting upon us, things that we don't realize, things that we are, even emotion, negative emotion that we're staying stuck in now acts upon us rather than staying in the present moment with that emotion. So many different ways that we don't realize we lose that ability to choose in our life. And this, so this name is, means something to me. I love it. Not only just do I love being a part of this company, but helping other men and women to see that they have that power to choose and having resources that we can offer to show them, remind them of that power of their ability to make their own choices is incredible to me. Choosing to be healthy Every day, I love that you were just talking about how uh, what what were the acronym again? You talked, you were saying something about spiritually choosing every day. What was the O? 
It was choosing healthy or health, choose health over obstacles every day. That is so powerful. I really love that. We really do choose to be healthy. It's our choice. I think a lot of us wait for other people to make choices, thinking that if they changed, I know I did this, that if they just stopped doing what they were doing, if they just changed, then I could be, I could be healthier, happier. And I realized that was another way of confusing this agency concept, right? I have to make that choice myself to choose to be healthy. And how that looks is different for everybody, which is awesome. But yeah, it's our choice to be healthy in every way, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all of those areas and getting connected in every single one of those areas in our life, getting real about it, getting honest about what it looks like now, what we don't like about it right now, how we want to change, and then knowing that it is up to us to make that change. I love that. And I think back to my journey and I didn't, okay. So when everything first came out with Luke, I wanted to be like, you're the sick one. You're the one with issues. You're the one with this. And I wanted to point my fingers. And then the more recovery and healing I was doing on my own, I started going, oh, I'm coping in this way, which may not be healthy. Now, granted, it was a needed coping mechanism, but then I went, oh, I actually was falling into patterns with him and I wasn't holding boundaries. Oh, oh, I actually can have power in this area and I didn't know I could. And so I became on this like mission in my life of, okay, I need to learn what healthy looks because I had been in a marriage for so many years with unhealthy behaviors I got to this point where I'm like, do I even know what healthy is? Do I know what a healthy marriage feels like? Do I know what it looks like? Do I know what healthy sexuality really looks like if I've been married to a man who's had unhealthy sexual patterns? And so this idea of being healthy, I was so committed to, I need to figure out what healthy looks like so I can be the healthiest version of myself. I can't control what he's doing. I can't make him do anything or be healthier but I myself can respond healthier. I can act healthier and I can think healthier. So that's one thing that hopefully you'll get as you listen to this podcast is more tools to be your healthiest version. I love that so much. And as you're talking, I'm just getting more and more excited that you and I are doing this and, and how awesome it is that we both have these different outcomes to our story, but everything you were just saying, I can relate to. And it was, I had to keep myself from chuckling to interrupt you, but everything you just said, I can relate to it is, it was my responsibility and I had to come to that awareness, but it was after my divorce. And what was, what made me want to laugh is that I remember not even being married to him. He had actually remarried pretty quickly after briefly, and he was even remarried and I found myself still blaming him for me not being okay. (laughs) And that was a big part of my like awakening is, huh, he's not even, I'm not even married to him anymore. I think I need to start taking some ownership of my healing here and, and really getting, like I said before, 
this is that getting really honest with yourself. And I had to get really honest with myself about what I could do to heal because I didn't even have a husband at that point to work with or work towards that relationship. It was all about me at that point. And I think how cool it is that even in my journey and your journey, that the outcomes are different, but we both still had to do the work for ourselves. So mm-hmm. if you're listening and you're experienced, you don't, maybe you don't even know what your outcome is going to end up like. Maybe you both are working towards it or you are divorced. It doesn't matter. It still has to come down to you. I, what I want to be doing is like raising my hands in the air and being like, I love it. and maybe future podcasts, we will do video recordings of ourselves as we talk, because I wish you could see, even just as Amy's talking, like you can see her energy, you can see the passion and what she's talking about. And it is just, but that's, that's what healing does. Like healing really does give you your life back. And if you're stuck in addiction, that recovery is freedom. Oh my God. So for both sides of it, this, this healthy living really does equal happier living. Doesn't mean that it's easy because healthy is hard, but mm-hmm. it is so much better when you can do this type of work and you can, and keep doing it one day at a time. Yes. Which and- brings me to the next point is it's brave. It is bravery, it's vulnerable, and we need to choose to be brave during this Mm -hmm. time in our life. There are so many fears, debilitating fears. I I had a client just recently use the word paralyzing, and I got a little teary-eyed when she used it because I had, as soon as she said that word paralyzing fear, I had this picture in my mind of myself on my bed in my apartment single, alone with my four kids, (laughs) paralyzed with so much fear of my future. And it, it choked me up a little bit. And so it takes so much bravery, but we want to encourage you who are listening to be brave, choose to be brave. So here's my thought to that. hundred percent agree with all of that. And I've heard so many women say with me in session, they'll go, I don't feel strong. Everyone tells me you're so strong. I don't feel strong. I don't feel brave. I don't have it in me to do anything. What would you say to those women who are in that place of, they, they feel the fear. It feels too much. We go into that fight, flight, or freeze and Mm -hmm. freeze is a way of handling the trauma. But how do you even begin to tap into that bravery? when you just don't know where or how? I love that question. And my answer to that, and I'd love to hear yours, but my answer to that is you believe that you're enough right now. So many times we think about being brave. We, we pictured that future, whatever we're trying to get, and it seems impossible. But when you get up out of bed, that was brave. When you take a shower, that's brave. When you go and you make your kids breakfast or you give them a hug, it's being brave. It's what you're doing right now in the present moment. It goes back to what I was talking about earlier with agency. It's living in the present moment with all of it, with the pain, with the anxiety, with all of it, the overwhelm. And that's what 
I, I work with women mainly on that right there, honestly, is helping them to be okay in the negative with all of that emotion because we don't like it. We want to get rid of it. But to me, being brave is being in the now with all of the mess, <laughs> all of the emotion and putting one foot in front of the other. And whatever that looks like is different for everybody. So to some women right now, you might be like, yeah, it's brave just to get up out of bed or to open my eyes. Let's just start with that. I remember opening my eyes. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, I don't want to open my eyes because then it's all there. Just opening your eyes when you wake up is brave. And I, it sounds silly maybe to some, but those of you who are going through it, you, you probably are just like, yes, oh my gosh, yes, because I was there opening my eyes in the morning was brave. So wherever you're at, maybe it's making a phone call to a lawyer right now because you're done. That's brave. Maybe it's making a phone call to a support group, walking into an ARP meeting. That's so brave. And maybe for those who have had enough safety created, but they're scared to invest in the relationship, maybe it's telling your partner, I don't know if I'm ready, but I'm considering trying. Oh, I love that. It's so varied. It's so across the board. And what comes to mind as you're talking is Frozen 2, <laughs> if you have watched it, go rewatch or watch it or rewatch it. But she talks about like her next right step. Yeah. And it's figuring out wherever you are in the journey, what your next right step is. And it could be as little, I love of just opening your eyes in the morning, or it could be something huge that takes a lot of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's figuring out whatever your next right step is. And this is where I'll put a quick plug for therapy and coaches mm. that if you don't know what your next right step is, if you don't know how to move forward, if you feel utterly stuck, that's where having somebody else help you can be so beneficial because you have somebody who can see things without all the emotion and they can help you gain your clarity. They don't tell you what to do. They don't tell you your next right answer but they help you unlock that and sort through all of the emotion and add some logic in there and be able to figure out what's right for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is what I love about Choose Recovery Services because you will be able to find someone who can help you that you feel comfortable with to help you in that, in that next right step. Because that is important. I'm really glad that you brought that up because there are so many in that in that space where they don't know and they can't figure it out. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. If that is the space that you're in right now, that is part of it, part of the journey, part of the trauma. And I, it, you and I both have been there. So thank, thank goodness for people who can help. And again, to add to the plug, it is extremely beneficial to have someone who has walked this journey to help you because we do get it. And I'll just put out there, we're talking a lot about Choose Recovery because this is the Choose Recovery podcast. But one thing at Choose Recovery that we are not set on is that we are the only people who have these answers. 
There are so many good people in this world who have done the work and studied and who understand specifically betrayal trauma, sexual addiction, and infidelity. And so just make sure when you are looking for someone, and we'll, I'm sure, do a whole podcast on this in the future. But if you are looking for someone, if you're looking for resources, just make sure that they're trained in that. That That's my plea to you yeah. to make sure you do that. Yep. I echo that for sure. For sure. It's very important. There are more and more people who are understanding that pornography is an addiction, who understand the effects that it has on the brain, who are understanding the effects that it has on the spouse. There's more and more research and knowledge than there has ever been before. Mm -hmm. And you're absolutely right. It is critical to our healing to get that right help. So I'm glad that you brought that up. But I believe that choosing to be in recovery is also incredibly important for both sides, whether you are struggling in acting out sexually in addiction, or you're just finding yourself getting close to that point where you are worried that you might be heading towards that, that road of addiction. That word recovery is a beautiful word. It applies to both sides. One that is acting out and the one that has been betrayed. You both have to work your recovery, which it makes me want to, I have to say this because I probably will forget. Um, but one thing that I didn't realize earlier on in my marriage when I was still trying to work this out, where I knew he had been struggling with pornography and acting out, I did not realize that there was just so much focus on the marriage. We went to marriage counseling, bishops who tried to solve our marriage and focus on the marriage and counseling on the marriage. This is something that blew my mind. And so I, I want to point this out is that when you are in the situation, it is critical to separate the marriage from your own individual healing recovery work at this point. I did not realize how important that was for me to get my own healing and for him to get his own healing. And as you and Luke are beautiful examples of how, when you do that and then you come together and work on the marriage. It's magic. It's beautiful. And I just think that is important for those who are out there listening to realize that you are responsible for your own healing. And that comes first right now. Beautifully put. And that will be an episode in the not too uh -huh. uh, distant future where we'll really look at what um, the betrayed recovery looks like, what the person who's acted out recovery looks like. And then for those who do choose to stay married, what that marriage healing can look like and what those all look like together. So we'll take that and separate it and dig into that. So you can have kind of a roadmap. That's something I never had in the beginning is I didn't have any idea of really what we were doing and where we were going and how we were going to get there. And so we'll give you that in a future episode of just some direction. I have a feeling that you and I, as we continue to have these conversations, we're going to be like making lots of notes of like these future podcasts. <laughs> I know. That's a good one. We need to make that a podcast, which I love. I absolutely love. So I am extremely excited, like I said before, about this podcast 
I love the name choosing to be, choosing to be healthy, choosing to be brave, choosing to heal, choosing to be in recovery, choosing to be honest, honest with yourself, honest with others, honest about what is really happening, choosing to be you. And I'll end with that one because that one to me is powerful. Where I want to take that a little bit is in this journey, we we get to comparing ourselves. We compare our relationship, our marriage. We compare our healing journey. We compare our spouse's healing journey with other spouses' healing journey. We do a lot of comparing, which goes to this whole thought of we're not enough. Maybe we're not doing enough. Maybe we're not healing enough. So many ways that our brains take this, but I believe that when we choose to just be who we are right now in it, that is where we find our strength. That is where we find our power, the power to change. That's where we find, you know, when you are okay with who you are right now, then maybe you can see even more clearly that you do need to change, that you do need healing, that you do need someone to help you walk through your addiction. Maybe if you're okay with who you are right now, you're okay with moving to the next step in your life, and maybe that's divorce. But being okay with who you are right now is where your power is, where your strength is. Just choosing to be you because you are enough just as you are today. Yeah, you are enough. You at your core, who you are, you've been sent to this earth with all, you have been sent to this earth with all the worth in the world. 100%. And sometimes whether it be our choices or other people's choices can cloud that. And so getting back to that place of remembering who we are and choosing to be you and to tap into that can be that catalyst to help us heal and move forward. Beautifully put. Thank you. So we'll wrap up for today. Thank you so much for listening, for being part of this conversation as you continue to join us each week for these conversations on recovery and on healing, we'll have experts in the field come and join us and be part of the conversation. We'll have other people who have worked recovery come be part of this. And then you will just have a whole lot of resources and tools. So stick with us and we look forward to seeing you next time. If you need help finding the right coach for you, then visit our website, chooserecoveryservices.com and check out our amazing team who are here to help you choose your path in recovery. Each of our coaches have experienced their own healing and recovery work, so you are not alone. Choose recovery, choose healing, choose you. Take care, everybody.